0: Okay, right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, It's good to be here. Um, does somebody have a scarf or a tie or some piece of rope? What you're not too for you're not too you I I'm As I come you my hand, come, I just feel I need to tie my hand behind my back this morning, and it's uh, twofold. I think uh, the one is a. But you can monette on my belt first of it um and um and I, and I want to link it to um the word that um, i, I want to link it to the word um which Ruan brought, uh um about the um the uh, it's not by might it's not by power um and and to some extent I'm going into this preacher bit handicapped if you can see that um and, and there's something where the Lord wants to remind me and want to, wants to remind us to lean upon the power of God in a greater way. Okay? So whenever you, you're thinking like, whatever, whatever is, is contradictory in your theology now about me voluntarily tying one of my graces behind my back, just think that the Lord wants us to lean on Him. That's the moral of the story. All right? Not on might or power, but on His Spirit. right, I think let's start where all good preachers start, and that's by praying. So, uh, Lord, we just thank you for the morning. What shall we say? Lord, you are good. You are good. Oh, you are good, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this morning that we can be together. And Lord, even as I'm, um, I think, responding to what you are saying, responding to your spirit by by strapping myself, uh, Lord, I want to confess. I want to say, Lord, I want to step out of the way for you to speak. And so we pray that we will hear you, all of us, that we will hear with the spirit of the Lord is saying. So Heere Jesus, ons vertrouw u. Um, let u met een in ons middag goed sal kom oopbreek. Um, wat moet plat, plat wees, plat slaan. Wat moet opgebouw word, opbouw. En dat in alles het u verheerlijk sal word. We just trust you, Jesus. We want to say, we are wildly and madly in love with you we want to be so in a greater way. Amen. Right. Um, I, I want to start off with um, a question of what is... Yes, but it's good for see. and Carmine, it's good see. Somebody at, at one stage was asked, what is grace? So it was... You need to see the, the student and the master. The master is being asked by the student, so, so what is grace? And this old wise man um, looks around, thinks about what he will say, and then he says, you know, do you see that bird there on the wire? Okay. Yeah, I see the bird. All right. That bird is singing there, and, and he's enjoying the morning. That is not grace, okay? Do you see that cow there in the field uh, eating the grass and enjoying the sunshine? Yeah, I see it, okay. That cow that is eating there and enjoying his grass, the sunshine, that's not grace. Okay, He says, but if that cow sits on that wire and whistles like a bird, that is grace. (laughs) Right. Not quite uh, our definition for grace, but what I want to speak about is that for some things which the Lord has for us, it is actually impossible for us to do it. And we would need a supernatural empowerment for the plans of God in your and my life to come about. And that is the grace I want to speak about. All right? Not the the writing of the essay or the singing of a song that you can do. I'm speaking of staying in unity with brothers and sisters in a way that is impossible for people to do. All right? If that cow... Of your life sits on that wire and whistles "I love you" to the brother you don't like. <laughs> That's grace. Are you still with me? Okay, good. The preacher's name. The name of the preach is the following: obligated to. Say with me: obligated to. Good. We are. We are. We are taking this um this portion of scripture from uh, this this preach from a portion of scripture in Romans. 15, so if we can turn to Romans 15, verse 1 to 7. And so I'm reading from the ESV, and it says, We who are strong have an obligation. Okay, there's that word again. We have an obligation. Say with me, obligation. Obligation. Thank you. To bear with the failings of the weak. And not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. Now I'm going to continue to read, but I want you to be thinking with me and this obligation that he's speaking, what does this portion of scripture speak about? Uh, uh, Are we obliged? What are we obligated to do? Okay? So, try and see what are all the obligations. We'll get back to this just now. So, we have an obligation to bear. And then it says, Let each of us please his neighbor to build him up. For Christ did not please himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you, that is God, fell on me, that is Christ. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction. These are the scriptures. That through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Then it continues. May the God of endurance and encouragement. God um, is is starting to define himself here. The God of endurance. The God of encouragement. May he grant you to live in such harmony with one another. In accord with Christ Jesus. That together, this is the purpose, you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. And that to some extent speaks of the adoption, isn't it? How did Christ welcome us? He welcomed us into this which he was sharing and enjoying in the Father. All right, so we are obligated to, give me a few words. What did you hear? We are obligated to what? Scripture. If you can't see anything, just go back to the scriptures. Be toets. And this is this is what is what is that in English? Comprehension test. We are, we are obliged to encourage. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose we can we can definitely read it in there. But but yeah. No, we are obliged to. Okay. Yeah, must for neighbor. Yes. Bear with failings. All right, we're obliged to bear with failings. There was somebody else there. Obliged to. What does it say there? Build. We are obliged to be building. Good. Um, do you know that this, this portion is for all of us, right? So, so you know this is, we, we, are, we are coming into a direction of we're speaking about our to-do list here. So we are obliged to bear with failings. We are obliged to consider our neighbor and bear him up, build him up, sorry. Not to please. We're obliged not to please ourselves. To please our neighbor. Yeah, we're ob- obliged to please any other obligation? To glorify God with one voice, obliged, all right? Anything else? To accept, live in harmony. All right, so here are a number of things we're obliged to do. Now, the, um, the Greek word for um, obligation, that Greek word is ophileo. Ophilo or ophaleo, and it means to owe, to be indebted, to have a responsibility. Okay, so um, it seems like it comes from the base of ophilos, and ophilos um, would be to gain or become rich. Right. So let me put it in other words. Um, ophaleo would be that I cause that I've got a, a duty to cause my neighbor to become rich. Can you hear that? I am supposed to enrich, to cause the one next to me to gain, to increase. I am obliged to make him rich. This is my verantwoordelijkheid. that he is on a better place on end, than what I have received. Can you hear it? Oh, oh, for loss. Now, um, if, you, if you would just take obligation in the Oxford Dictionary, it would mean, a duty or a commitment. So let me take an example. Um, my, my physical brother, um, he has got a few children, but amongst others, he's got a little girl. She's two or three years old. She's three years old. And she probably will be a bride one day to someone. All right. She's destined probably to one day become uh, uh, a woman of God. Possibly stand in a family, take a role in society, uh, um, fight for what is right, and all those things. But God forbid that anything happens to my brother or his family. But say something would happen that wipes out the whole family, and that little girl remains. I have an obligation. I have a duty. I have a responsibility which wouldn't cause me two thoughts. It would be the most natural thing for me to say, Rebecca comes into our house and we will make sure that whatever my brother would have done, the way that my brother would have laid down his life for her, that I will lay down my life for her. It would be now, within the grief, within the tragedy, it would be the most natural thing for me to look after my brother's little daughter and although our ways might be different, she will feel the love of a family laying down their lives for her it would be natural do you agree and i'm sure it's not a it's not a strange thing it's not necessarily some elevated any of you probably would do it for your brother or your sister whom you dearly love if something would happen to them their kids would have a natural place to come to it would be your house right it's an obligation i would be indebted and i know that if something would happen to me john would have a place to go it, I wouldn't wonder about it. It will be like that. Now, my heavenly beloved has a little girl that one day is supposed to become a bride. And for her to become everything that she needs to be, we have an obligation. I have an obligation. To love her, lay down my life for her, and make sure that she becomes rich because of my existence. Are you still with me? So now here's the question. What is the main obligation that we have in the kingdom? What, what, is, the, what is the main point here? What is the main goal here? What is the main, the big deal? What would you say is the big deal? Are we speaking about here? I mean, it's not it's not a trick question, it's just like the obvious. What is the obvious? Fritz, what you is the obvious? The great commandment, which is to love. Um, so the point is, this is nothing, nothing strange, nothing new, it's a different angle to it. But the but the whole and and why would w- would the love be such a big deal? Why is it such because the king is love, right? I mean, if if God needs to describe himself, God is love. God is also the God of all kinds of other things, but essentially right there in the middle of the middle, there's love. This is who our God is. This is what the kingdom is. This is the whole, the whole fight is, 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 is one where we fight and we gather together and where we contend that the love which God has in his heart in heaven manifests on earth. This is the battle. This is the fight. This is what we lay down our lives for. It's a kingdom of love. And this is what the world Needs to see. So if we, if we, if we um, look at what uh, um, Jesus is praying, when, he, when, he, um, when he, w- one of the scriptures in, in John 17, he would say, um, the glory that you've given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, i.e. that they will love one another as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, and that the world may know love. All right. So Jesus says, I'm praying for them. I'm praying for the unity that the world may know love. I'm praying for the unity that the world may know love. So now here's the question. Why is loving at times so extremely difficult to a place of it feels impossible? What does it, what does, what does it say? What would you say? Why, why is it so difficult to love? I mean, like we were made for love and, 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 and God has given Jesus, Jesus is in us, everybody who's saved has got the King of love in his heart, and God pours his love in our hearts, and so why is it so difficult to love? I mean, I mean, like uh, let's let's start there. Let's start there. Who who knows that at times it's really, 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 really difficult to love? Who's with me on this? Okay? Sometimes, if you are next to um, as someone who is not easily lovable, to love becomes one of the most difficult things there is. Do you agree with me? I, I, that's the way it, it feels to me. It's like I, I would do anything but love now, you know? <laughs> it's like just, just I'll run through a wall, but not, 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 oh. <laughs> All right. Can I, can I just, can I just um, venture a suggestion? I think our inability to love, reveals our disconnect from love. Our difficulty to love reveals that at this moment, I am not that connected to the source of love as I maybe should have or could have been, all right? If, who knows that at times when, you, when you're when like in the river, in the Lord, I mean, like if you, if you speak to somebody who's in love, like at the, at the height of it, it's, The other person cannot put a foot wrong. Are you with me? It's like, it just cannot be. It's just, they walk on the clouds. Um, They they are just the most pleasant person to be around with. It is so easy to love. Why? It's because because you are in the love at that moment. And it's not that that person is so perfect, because they're just the same imperfect person they were before and will be after, unfortunately. Um, But... (laughs) It just seems so easy when you are right there in the river and if you are struggling it reveals a disconnect from the source. The challenge of someone whom we struggle to love reveals a disconnect and can I just say in that moment don't look at the other person look right deep at yourself. Okay? It's I'm struggling now because I am not connected. Sure, the other person brings out the worst in me and all of the rest, and I, mean, I but that's superficial stuff. Right at the core, when we struggle to love people in the church, and I'm not just speaking about your spouse, I'm speaking like somebody who's More difficult to love than your spouse. (laughs) Somebody that's maybe twice removed. Somebody that presses all your buttons. Somebody that is just like, you cannot imagine that the Lord will save that person. You know, it's like, how did he, why did he, could he not have, just, just, how did did he imagine heaven with this person, you know? (laughs) It's like, I, I, I thought, hell is where the bad guys go. How are you getting this guy into heaven, you know? All right. I'm speaking of when all your buttons are pressed, irrespective of whom it is about. Can we just be really, really, harshly, frankly honest and confess our disconnect in that moment? Okay. Now I wanna, for a moment, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, use two pictures. I wanna use the picture of a mountain and I want to use the picture of a storm. And frequently, um, you will find Jesus in, um, either physically in them, while he was walking on earth, or using analogies about mountains and storms. And so for a moment, I want to think about a God of the mountains. Jesus frequently went onto the mountain to pray. It was a place where he sought God. It was a place where he was tempted, place of worship. Um, the Bible says that the, the, the heavenly Jerusalem is... An elevated place, it's, uh, it's, it's on the proverbial mountain of the Lord, physical Jerusalem was elevated, it was on some, some height with mountains surrounding it, and, and so many times when you think about mountain, you think about uh, a nice place, a safer place, place with a view, a beautiful place. But here's the difficulty about a mountain, is when you want to enjoy the privileges of mountain, you need to get up there, Right? Somehow you need to get up where, and, and all of us at times have had mountains that we need to climb, um, physical mountains that you had to walk up, and, and you know that some mountains are just easier to climb than others. This mountain of the unity of the, of the faith, the unity of the brethren, is a mountain that as far as I'm concerned is pretty much impossible to climb. It's like you, you climb to some level, base camp or whatever, and then you start seeing, listen here, my oxygen is running out. My, my legs are not making it. And I or we, Josh, and Paul, we are just not going to make this utopia of loving one another as we ought to. And, and um, there are two crutches which the Lord wants to give us this morning for this mountain. The one crutch is called endurance. The other crutch is called encouragement. So if we can just look at that, uh, that, that verse 5 again, yes, guy, if you can just do it. So let, I'm, I'm taking the crutches from the scripture and it says, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live. The, um, maybe just verse 4, verse four as well. Um, that um, we, we have these scriptures that, um, that were written for us, that through endurance and the encouragement which we get from the scriptures. So, so God is, is thinking of us, and he says, I'm not going to let you climb this mountain without two essential crutches. Now, obviously, one of the more essential things than endurance and encouragement is just the presence of God in us, right? So he's given us a resource. He's given us a fountain. That's what Jesus said. He said, I'm going to give myself into you. This will be the glory for your unity. But but to stay in him and to walk in him, we will need to endure and we will need to be encouraged, all right? We will need to endure. Now, if you think, you need to endure what by definition comes up. Effort, okay? Endurance comes when you have hardship. You don't endure a party. <laughs> <laughs> it depends who you are. It depends whose party, yeah. But if it's, if, it's, if it's your party and you're enjoying it, you don't endure... You don't endure something nice, okay? When you're playing a sport and you are winning by far, you don't endure that game. You enjoy the game. If you're losing by far, you endure the game, all right? If you need endurance, what does it say about the game? It's going to be hard. This is not written because it's an easy game. This is written because it will cost you and me to stay together to stick together. And can I just say, the Lord is clearly calling all of us to walk on this water, which He's is, which is, which is speaking about. Um, so, hardship is part and parcel of getting up the mountain. Say with me, hardship. That's it. That's why endurance will be needed. And then, um, to some extent, in the same vein, why would we need encouragement? to We to lose. We will not want to continue. This is not enough. I am a man. Who has now said I we have to be with each other? I have now been far enough. Base camp is where I am. Alright. But base camp is not where the Lord called us to. He called us to the top of this proverbial Everest. Right? Somehow, we need two staffs endurance and encouragement. Did you see where, where encouragement comes from in this portion of scripture? encouragement Yeah, I, I hear all the mumblings. You've got it right? It's from scriptures. Can I just say, the Lord needs us to be in the word for us to love one another. Hy dit ons by uitkom. Now, And now, Fritz and me, we've got various differences, all right? He's tall, I'm short. He played Springbok, I didn't. He's got lots of businesses, I wish I had, (laughs) or whatever, all right? We've got differences. But one thing I appreciate and lean upon in Fritz is he's in the scriptures. And I back on that. Why? Because he'll have a bounce in his step. He gets the encouragement he needs. It helps me tremendous to be on his team. Why? Because when I'm not looking, he will be encouraging himself. And I love that about Fritz. I really appreciate that, honestly. Uh, And I wish it for all of us. Okay? We need to be in the Word, people of Josh and Paul. We need to be encouraged daily. I need you to encourage yourself. We need to encourage ourselves. All right? It is of absolute essence. That we read about other people that struggle, just like us. But they overcame. And then we get courage for our day. We get courage for our week. We have to get into the Word. And we need to endure. Who come? not it. Okay? It's not for the sake of winning the next Bible quiz. Or going to whatever show on TV. It's about loving your brother that you cannot handle. <laughs> right. Can I just say... Loving the brothers that you can handle reveal, does not reveal the kingdom of God. It's the others which causes the world to see. All right. All right. Now, that's the mountain. At the top, the view is beautiful, and the fighting is better. Um, you know, um, uh, there's this one scripture we quote often when we speak of unity. Isn't it strange how easy it is to speak about unity, but how difficult it is to stay in it? Yes, once brought <laughs> by our unity, it's so maklik om te to say. May means, but try and do it. Um, so we frequently um, quote the scripture how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell in unity, the brethren and the sister. Um, and we. Um, and, and it's just like, oh, this beautiful oil on the beard of Aaron and all the But then here it is. How beautiful and how pleasant, but how hard it is to get there. How difficult it is to get to the view of the beauty. This means we and somehow we need to fight, continue fighting, love, continue loving, sticking together. And going through those discouragements. Okay, but let's, let's move on to the storms. Now, I don't know if you, you, you've realized, but Jesus somehow has a knack for storms. This was I hou storms. And nie net, nie net as I die ene wat die storms stil you know, it's like how frequent the disciples found themselves in a storm when they were just innocently trying to follow their master. You know, it's like these innocent bystanders, they just want to follow the master, and he is saying some beautiful things, and then as they think they're in utopia, then suddenly they're in the storm, the worst of their lives. They feel like they're drowning, they feel like they won't survive. And it is he who got them in there. And just as he gets them out there, like like the very next evening or just the very next day, he'll be saying, okay, let's go to the other side again. And then it's the next storm. And then uh, just a few days, and it will be the next storm. And it seems like Jesus somehow had a knack for storms with various, various responses that he was giving in the storms. And um, I want us just to, Consider a few of those storms. Um, the, the very famous storm, I suppose it depends from from where you look, but one of the famous storms that we know about is Jesus being in the boat and he's sleeping. All right? Um, it is a storm. The disciples are crying out to the Lord as good as they can. Jere, help ons red. Help ons sink. Red ons ons sink. <laughs> Alright, um, Now, the interesting um, thing is that um, it seemed like their response was not quite what the Lord was looking for, okay? From his, from his reaction, he was expecting a different response. Here, I'm paraphrasing what I think the Lord was saying. I think he was saying, Relax. I've got this. Relax. And some of our storms, the only thing that we need to do will be to relax. Relax. Sleep with me. So there's a storm. So then there are other storms. And, and, and one of them would be where um, the disciples are in a storm. Jesus is not in the boat. They are trying to, again, save themselves. And, uh, and, and they see him coming, walk on the water. And, and the response at this stage is when um, Jesus speaks to Peter, and he says, come. And Peter gets out of the boat. We, most of us who have been in, in Bible school know the story, and those who haven't been in Bible school also know the story. And, uh, and Peter walks a few steps and, and, and sings. But it's the call is to come to him on the water. And for some storms, what the Lord wants for us is to walk on the water. And can we just say, not so much walking on the water, but walking on the word, right? Walking on the command, responding to what he's saying right now. And the, and the, and the instruction in, those, uh, in, in that instance would be, come, all right? For some of us, we're still speaking in the context of loving one another. It will be, come, love, walking on the storm. All right. Then there were other storms, and one of them, it says that the disciples, I can't remember if they asked him into the boat, but Jesus got into the boat, and and twice um, uh, the following happened. Either as he got into the boat, I can't remember if the storm calmed, but they got to the shore. I think that one of them, the storm calmed and they got to the shore. But the point is, Jesus getting into the boat solved the issue. And so for some storms, the thing that we need is just getting Jesus into the boat. Here's the analogy to coming uh, to love. We are invited by the Lord into storms of loving people it will be horrific, it will be horrendous, it will be difficult, we will be trying to row and and, and fight for that relationship and make headway. And the question is, what is the King of Glory telling or asking you right now in that relationship? Is he saying, relax, I've got this, sleep with me. Or is he saying, come, walk on this storm, keep your eyes on me. Keep focused. Don't look to the waves. Focus. Focus. Or is he saying, I've wanted to be in your boat so long. Why don't you just ask me into the boat? And um, here's, the, here's the reality. All of us have been in times where it feels like our boat is sinking. It's filling up with water. In spite of the presence, we don't seem to be, we don't seem to be surviving. It's like. Today, me and the Lord in me, we are going to sink, you know? from is first course. This is, it's like we have had it, right? But can I just um, encourage all of us that finding the Lord and keeping our focus on the Lord, whether it's up there in the, in the boat or down there in the fish's belly, somehow we need to find Him, glue our eyes on Him and keep that focus in loving one another. Can we, can, we, can we settle for that? We've got an obligation. And I think that um, if um, we, we think about these obligations, it says, for all of us who are strong, we've got an obligation. Now, I can stand here and say, who of you are strong? And then some people will raise their hands and some people will drop their hands. And then I say, who is weak? Some people will raise their hands, some people won't. And then there will be this fair amount in the middle that don't raise their hands to any of the above. (laughs) All right. Here's, Here's the reason why, okay? All of us have got strengths. And all of us have got weaknesses. And your strength is probably the area where you will see the weakness of the other. You don't see your weakness. But the guy who's next to you, who's strong in that area, he will see that weakness glaringly open. And for Josh and Paul to become everything that she's supposed to be, all of us in our area of strength need to bear up, man up, not moan, not complain, endure, receive encouragement, draw love, and love the other into a richer being. And that will be generically true. It is not that you um, uh, get filled up, filled up in this life. Then somehow you are rich all around and then you become a deacon. And then you become even richer and then you become an elder. And then you've got it all sorted, and you can carry all the bearings of all the rest of the church. That's not the way how this kingdom gets built. Ruan needs me and you to look out for him in areas where he's struggling. Yeah, I hate to burst your bubble if you thought he was perfect. And similarly, any of the other elders or deacons or community leaders or whoever else needs you and my support in areas where they are weak, where they, where they are handicapped in some way. The beauty of our Father is that He designed this church to need one another. We need one another and unless every one of us rise up in our strength and man up we will never be that and so this morning I want us to be trusting for and praying for one another that we will endure and be encouraged and endure and be encouraged in those areas where we are strong that we will build up in those areas where we are weak we will receive the encouragement and grow up all right Until it looks like Jesus or the bride of Jesus. We've got an obligation to love, and it's for all of us. Are you with me? Does anyone here feel like they don't have an obligation? Because then I I haven't done my job properly. (laughs) If I I left a little bit of room for you, then, then, then you got away. But it's not the truth. There's no room for you to get away from an obligation to fiercely love your neighbor when it is uncomfortable, and when it costs you your life. All right? The Lord has called us as Christ. I don't know if you, if you saw it in the Scripture, but more than once, he referred to Christ as the point of reference. He says, as... Um, what, what was the point of reference? Yes, I also do Um So verse 7. What um, was say? Welcome one another as Christ. Uh, Verse three, for Christ um, did not please himself, etc., etc. The whole of Scripture references Christ as the as the cornerstone. I mean, as as the beginning. This is we do what we do because Christ, and we as as a people here, we get our identity and our obligation from Christ. We get our mission. We get our mandate. And we get the power to do it directly from Christ. Okay? Then everybody will be built up into Him. This is how it works. This is how it works. And can I say, I can no say, for me rupee. I honestly don't. There are, are many times things where I think, okay, maybe I can do that, maybe I can do that, but oh, this one area, or this one thing, or this next level. It's just more than I can handle. He says he freebie. That's okay. So long by the Bron what it can do. Okay? We draw strength. The Lord is telling us clearly, you cannot do what I want you to do. You don't have what it takes by yourself. And that which I have given you until now will not be enough for what I have for you. enough is the bread for today. But tomorrow, the crowd will be bigger that you and I need to love. The challenges, the deficits, it will be more than the resources that we have. But let's practice today. The few and the few vissies that we come on, let's do net I will to say, the five brookies, is not seven of us to break. Let's see how it All right. Tomorrow we will get to the 10 or the 20, and maybe then sometime He entrusts us with more. Amen. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I want us to, to take some good time of trusting for one another that we will receive grace, learn to love, be empowered. But somehow, every one of us needs to walk out with a grace from the Lord, whether it's revelation or courage or whatsoever, to love better. That must be the outcome of this morning. All right? All right and we 're not just going to we 're not just going to do it for ourselves we 're going to do it for our neighbor okay so we 're going to pray for one another and can I just say here it will be good if husbands and wives don 't pray together now just're we 're going to spread it out and we 're going to um, for, for, for just now, for a, for a moment, uh, make groups of four or five. And if you are terrified for praying for someone, that's okay. Somebody else will have courage. Just relax. Iemand gaan vir jou En dan gaan je kry om vir iemand te But I want us to really trust for one another. This is not the preacher trusting for the congregation. This is every saint trusting for every other saint to become fully what the Father has in mind for them. We, and that's loving others. The highest call that we have is not preaching on, on, uh, in the front. The highest call we have is loving a neighbor. Okay? That's the highest. That's the greatest medal. This is the greatest honor. This is the greatest promotion. Okay? Maybe we can just pray together uh, as, as I close this part off, and then we're going to pray together. So, Lord, um, Lord Jesus, we don't want to come here with... Ugh, some eloquence or some, some mastermind thing separate from you. We want to come here as children that are in need of a Savior, in need of a Father, in need of a Deliverer. We come in simplicity of who we are, non-professionals. Lord, we don't have the slick show, Lord. We have you. And you are our confidence, Lord. And we don't have, we don't have our sights on building a big church. We have our sights on loving like you love. And and, and and so we pray for that. Lord, we, we, we thank you that all of us will be empowered with what you are going to do this morning. I believe, Lord, that... We are not saying, Amen. Thank you, Lord. You you finished what you were doing. Lord, we want to say, oh Lord, that you would begin, that you would continue, and that you would strengthen, and that you would move, and that you would that you would unveil and and and, and empower and uh, just just do all the things that you want to do, Lord. And and so we're going to yeah, just draw on the grace that is in you, Lord. And I pray that you will lavishly, lavishly just bestow on, on your people this morning, that you will really be breaking handcuffs and 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 opening prison doors and unveiling and, and showing Lord we trust that you will do all this. Um, and we're committed to some extent, open-ended into your hands, Lord, that, that you would be moving. Um, but I pray, Lord, that if there's someone here, Lord, that has never opened the door, that you will help them to open for the first time too. And so this, uh, this morning, even as, as our eyes are closed, I want everybody to keep their eyes closed. If you have, yeah, you know, never given your life to Jesus, like fully surrendered. This is this is the moment that you that you have for that, and and receiving um, the Lord is not like um, receiving a slave, uh, uh, like an extra genie in your life that can do a few things for you. This is this is like surrendering to a master. It is receiving a new master, and and and, and so being saved is being saved from your, being your own boss. Being saved is 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 like giving up it's not yeah I, I don't know what what else I can it's 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 surrender and so if you are in a place where you have never ever completely done the hands up the the I raise the white flag I I, I give over or maybe if you have but you know you, you you've sort of taken back the authority you've taken back the control and you've actually Push the Lord into some corner or even to some extent out of your life. I want you to raise your hand. Say, Lord, I want you as master. Just give an indication to the Lord. Just say, Lord, this is me. Here I am. Surrender is what life is about. Surrender is where the power is. Surrender is where the deliverance is. Surrender. Surrender. Oh Lord Jesus, we just um, and 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 yeah, there's nobody that has responded now with regard to a need or a feeling they need to surrender. But I know that all of us do that surrender thing on a daily basis and over and over and and hence I'm just I'm just praying on on, on behalf of us, Lord. So Lord, here we are. We surrender again. We want to say you have a heart and you are in charge. You are in charge of these lives. Lord, we pray that you will love through us. In a wild, wild way. And I pray that that the world will see you by the way that we love. I pray that the world will know that we are your disciples by the way that we love. The way that you intended it. So Lord, we, we, we pray now. Unleash a love in our midst. Unimaginable to us until this point. Trust you for it. And uh, even as the, the rain starts coming down and it feels so appropriate, uh, uh, I-, I want us to be, to be turning to one another. You can get up and move to somebody or t- sit down and move the chairs together. but, but we're going to take some time, maybe even 10 5, 15 minutes. We will, we will gauge it now. I'll, I'll play it off by ear. We'll, we'll, I'll hear from Ruan who it now? can you see me? I'm handicapped. Show me how what the time is. Okay. Okay. So it's about twenty-three minutes to to eleven, and um, don't miss this opportunity of drawing grace. Draw the grace to love. Impart the grace to love. This is not the the lowest. This is the highest thing that we can do. Right. So find somebody that you're trusting for. If they're words of prophecy, prophesy. If you just need to lay your hands, lay your hands on one another. But trust that your brother and your sister will be the best brother and sister that they can be in the Lord. Amen. Can we do that? All right. This is where we turn to one another. Find someone you can pray for.
1: Right, so uh, as you're finding somebody, the idea is to, to just be a blessing to the person or the people around, three, four areas in which you can be a blessing and encourage is one, praying for the person, two... Saying something that they do well in if you already know them. So third, you might have a word from the Lord or a scripture or like a picture or so that will encourage them. And fourth, if there's no clue, just ask them. Hey, is there something you need strength in or is something you need encouragement in? And meet them where they are. Amen? So those are four areas in which you can uh, work amongst All right, enjoy.